What's happening, church? We are believing that wherever life may find you, wherever God may find you, that you believe that you are highly favored and highly blessed of the Lord. Come on now. We start off the message with a promise, a prophetic declaration over your life. So why don't you turn to your neighbor if you're at Life Group, uh, if you're by yourself, I don't know, you turn to the angel sitting next to you uh, and, and tell, tell them that you are highly favored and highly blessed of the Lord. Come on, and, and then your neighbor should be able to tell you something. <laughs> and in, in response to that prophetic word, you've got to open up your heart and say, be it unto me according to your word. Come on, say it to your neighbor. Don't, don't say it to yourself. Tell your neighbor, be it unto me according to your word. Come on. That's amazing. I, I really believe that you are ready for the word. You're ready to receive God's word. And it is a great, it is with great honor uh, that I have, I get the privilege to serve you God's word today. And uh, the title of God's message to you today is the transcendent life. You know, to transcend means to go beyond the limits of a prior form or a state of being. To transcend means to go beyond the limits of a prior form or a state of oneself, which means there was a form and a state that you had and when you started transcending, which you are right now, um, you are transcending the limitations that the old man put on you. You're transcending the limitations that the ego man had put on you. You're transcending the limitations of time and space realities. You're transcending these realms to, 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 be, to live a life that is limitless. Uh, and when I say limitless, I'm going to explain it to you well today. I'm just super excited about this message. But I really believe that that when you come into a place of understanding, having a desire to transcend, uh, you would have already ascended the thrones of your heart. And when you ascend the thrones of your heart, you will transcend the realms that are outside of you. Uh, while you ascend the realms within you, you will transcend the realms outside of you. But Christianity in general is a lifestyle of, of abandoning one's past, abandoning one's past form, the physical form, it's abandonment of that prior life, prior lifestyle, prior image that you used to have and transcending into oneness or divine union with the divine God, with the divine flow. You are transcending from one state of being and entering into a limitless union with the divine. And what I mean by that is God has made himself available to you through Jesus Christ to be transformed into his image and likeness so that you can be as he is on the earth without limitations. But I really believe that when you step into this place, see our church has, uh, since the pandemic, has moved into a completely different dimension. And I really believe that we're stepping into really what God has really called us to be. And Christianity, we're redefining Christianity as to what it should be. Oneness with God enables us to be as God is. And if your mind can fathom it, then your God is too small. There is a dimension of, the, of mysteries that we've got to embrace. And today is one of those days where you have to say, 
God, I, I believe it. Uh, and and I, I, when I go through the process, when you take me through the process, I will experience it. And then I will know you as you are. So have this desire to know God as He is with a, with a fervent desire to be one with Him. Not one with your girlfriend, one with your boyfriend, not one go with the world, but be one with the divine. I'll tell you, you become the most attractive person when you are God-like. When you start demonstrating God-like attributes, you become the most attractive person on the planet. Let, listen, let, Jesus says, if you, if you lift me up, if you lift Jesus up, He will draw all men to you. So ladies, lift Jesus up in your life. Gents, lift Jesus up. He will draw all men, women to you. This is really good, good stuff. I, I, can, I can really see that that's very mystical already. <laughs> I would love for you to open your Bible uh, to John chapter 3. And we'll read a couple of verses and we'll just fly into this, into this subject. John chapter 3 from verse 5. Jesus says, Most assuredly I say to you that unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Verse 6. That which is born of flesh is flesh. And that which is born of spirit is spirit. Now Jesus is making a clear distinction of your prior self and who God created you to be. Your prior self before you knew Jesus, before you heard the word, the good news of the gospel, and you said, Jesus, I don't want that old man. I don't want that old woman. Not age-wise, you know what I mean. But I, I desire you. I want to be you. You didn't give your life to Jesus. You took His life. That's what you did when you got saved. You got saved because Jesus' life rescued you from the old prior denomination, the old prior uh, pronunciation of things, the, the old nature, the old man that was stuck on that cross that didn't want to move and change his ways. That person was rescued by the new creation that is Jesus Christ. And so we, we, from this we understand Jesus is clear now. He says, hey, listen, if you want to be born again, born again means you're from above, which means, well, you don't exist from the earth. You now living on the earth, but actually your home is in heaven. So you're floating around in the dimensions and the realms uh, in heaven. You're seated in Christ in heavenly places. And from that place, you're visiting the earth. Wow. That is amazing. My question to you is, do you actually go home once in a while? <laughs> I want to tell you, I want to encourage you as your pastor, I go home every day. I'm opening the door for you to access heaven easily. Access the realms that, that is natural to you. And I want to invite you into living that lifestyle, preparing yourself before you go to sleep at night, preparing yourself to actually have encounters with the divine, have encounters, see God face to face, be caught up in the realms of glory and seeing God face to face, interacting with angels. Hey, listen, this is normal. This is, the, this is not spooky. This is normal for us. For us to be fleshy is spooky. 
for us to to look at church and be like oh no this is too hardcore for me that is spooky that is that is not that is not what jesus gave his life for jesus did not give his life for you to be a normal christian jesus gave his life so that you can be one with him and he is god he is limitless he 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 can be at in many places at the same time so i want to invite you into that lifestyle you know and he says that is born of flesh is flesh look at your life today how much of flesh is there how much of spirit is there because i'm going to define the spirit in a really awesome way today the lifestyle of the spirit in a really awesome way then he says that which is born of flesh is flesh and that which is born of spirit is spirit then he says do not marvel that i said that to you wow jesus what are you saying and he's saying don't marvel at that he said you must be born again he's not saying you have a choice now he said you must this is a commandment you must be born again in order for you to experience the dimensions and the realms of god and then he he drops it He says the wind blows where it wishes and you hear the sound of it but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it goes so is everyone who is born of the spirit and Jesus just defined your life for you over there He's just defined your life He says this is the transcendent life you've transcended from a physical realm a physical dimension into a invisible dimension so jesus is saying that when you get born again you are not fleshy anymore because if you are fleshy if if you belong to a uh, a a a family like a church family or you belong you you're so faithful to that church family and and all he didn't baptize you into a church family he baptized you into the kingdom of god he didn't baptize you into a christian club He baptized you into the spirit of the living God. He baptized you into the realm of the spirit. And we must understand that when you are born of the spirit, he say he defines your life. And you have to gauge your life right now based on what how Jesus defines what a transcendent life is. And he says this the wind blows where it wishes. He's talking about the spirit of the living God. He's saying when you are born of the spirit, though it is you're like the wind it where it blows where it wishes nobody knows where it comes from nobody knows where it's going and said so he says so it is so is everyone who is born of the spirit which means he's saying you and i when you and i get saved we transcend from the physical limitations we we transcend from the the time and space realities into the invisible realities that's where we enter into and ladies and gentlemen i want to present two things to you right now of what your life is right now when you get saved he says you become like the wind nobody knows where it comes from nobody knows where it goes but you only hear the sound of it so which means that you become unpredictable and uncontrollable when you are born of the spirit you into into a realm that nobody can predict your next move nobody can can control what you do next which means you come out of the physical time space realities and you enter into a timeless reality 
where you are a spaceless reality you enter into the into the realm where you can actually create all things you have control over all things rather than all things having control over you so which means that you now when you enter into the into this reality you transcend into this reality you actually now come out from having been controlled by three meals a day you 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 come out of the control of of like oh what is the time am i being on time am i late you come out from there of setting your alarm clock on your phone oh wow and i'm i'm opening the realm for you to understand what it means to be led by the spirit what it means to be born of the spirit it means that the spirit is taking you where it wants you become unpredictable you become uncontrollable which means society doesn't tell you how to behave cultures don't tell you how to behave traditions don't tell you how to behave they don't they can't conform you are black you are white you are green you are yellow you are blue you are indian you are african none of that stuff matters in the kingdom of god because you are born of the spirit ah you know we've been singing freedom freedom in church i have no clue freedom we sing freedom freedom and then we're like man i'm hungry let's go eat some food what are we doing what are we watching movie where are we going where are we going let's it's my it's my happy birthday tomorrow time space realities you see when we make one day wow so awesome compared to every other day we're telling people listen baba i can only celebrate you one day a year but the rest of the time that you hang around me I don't celebrate you. Ooh. Come on now. When we talk about coming out of time and space realities, we celebrate each other like it is our birthday. Today is my birthday, man. We've come out. We've come out of the system. We celebrate it as if you were born again today. Today is your birthday. Right now is your birthday. Come on, give somebody a high five and say happy birthday. <laughs> I like it. We say freedom. But we're controlled by a salary at the end of the month. We say freedom. But I we get controlled by school and technology and and all these things tend to control us anything that is under time and space reality and controls people to behave a certain way at a certain time that is you living an inferior life but being absolutely submitted to the holy spirit the book of romans says those who are led by the spirit these are the sons of god you are born you're brought out of an orphan as an orphan into sonship and when you're born into sonship in the spirit you are led by god himself he tells you where to go he tells you what to do he tells you how to dress he tells you what to eat when to eat listen let me tell you something there are days when i would I would not feel hungry because that night I would have had an encounter with God and God would have given me a scroll to eat or he would have given me the fruit of the tree of life to eat he would have given me the leaves from the tree to eat and for days I would not feel hungry but the test is when when you are around people is okay let's go eat or what's for dinner what's for lunch the clockwork of the body when you are 
When you're under the clockwork of time and space realities within you, the physical realm, your stomach is not subjected to you. You are subjected to your stomach. You're subjected to your brain. You are subjected to the blood flow in your veins. You are not in control of your body. You're not in control of your mind, will and emotions. Your mind, will and emotions are leading you. When you come out of the physical realm, when you come out of this dimension into the realms of God, ladies and gentlemen, you are not led by your feelings. You're led by the Spirit of God. You're led by Holy Spirit. You're led by the Spirit, my goodness. And it's amazing because when you are in this realm, you don't live by your own strength, your own abilities, your own character. This is my personality. I was born this way. No, you don't. You don't. You're not born again into Colin's son. You're born again into God's son. You understand Colin's my dad. He's awesome. I love him. I love my dad. I love my mom. But the best gift that my mom and dad gave me was to surrender me to the Lord so that I would minister to the Lord all the days of my life. That I would become transformed into the image and likeness of Jesus. When I, today what I'm doing is a reward for my mom and dad. It's a crown upon their head because that's what they wanted. That's what their desire was from God in their heart for the purpose of my life. So what is the purpose of your life? Are you fulfilling the purpose? I am in my purpose. Kelsey and I are in our purpose today. We're moving according to the rhythms of heaven. We're not bound by earth. We're not bound by the emotions of man. We're not manipulated by the emotions of man. In fact, people get upset sometimes only because we don't give in to their tantrums. Only because the Spirit of the Lord leads us. And it's un- you don't live an apologetic lifestyle. You live a spirit-led lifestyle. We don't make excuses for it. We, are, we live a very powerful, intentional life. If I call you, I call you because the Spirit of the living God has given you a word. If I send you a message, it is because God told me to send you a message. Now, people might say, well, Pastor John, are you a puppet? I would rather be a puppet for God than be a puppet for the world. And I would rather live a submitted life to the Spirit of the living God because His ability in and through my life transforms your life. And so saying that, you know, I want you to uh, go to John chapter 1 and I want to just present a couple of thoughts to you about about what what this transcendent life looks like. In chapter 1 and verse 14, it says this. These are verses that we've studied before, right? Verse 14 says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So which means Jesus, who was this invisible realm, in this invisible realm, the invisible God, the invisible word, the spoken word, chose to manifest himself in the form of flesh. And even though he did that, the disciples were able to see his glory as of the only begotten of the Father. You you understand what's happening here? I'm just telling you what your transcendent life looks like. I'm not just talking about Jesus, I'm talking about you. And then he says this, 
he was full of grace and truth we have grace movements today without any truth we have people who proclaim grace but really don't talk about truth because the grace of god ladies and gentlemen comes upon a person that enables a person to be god like which means grace is god's nature his character his abilities even through your life that make you god like externally so which means you do phenomenal miracle signs and wonders externally so that other people can benefit so that all of creation can benefit that's why you need it you do supernatural things very naturally but see the truth doesn't come for everybody else truth comes for you so jesus you must understand for the full manifestation of christ upon the earth you need grace and truth to manifest through your life not just grace i want to be like jesus i want to heal like jesus i want to cast out demons like jesus i want to cleanse the lepers baptize i want to do all these things that jesus did walk on water i want to i want to do all this stuff where's truth because it's the truth that sets you free right that's what we know in the bible truth sets us free free from what free from the inferior life truth sets you free from the inferior life so that you can manifest the grace life that god wants you to live the christ life that god wants you to live and so we must understand that grace god's desire for all of humanity is that we would surpass this the limitations that the old life the old nature the old being put on us you will you will know the limitations that you access you have you experience would you go into a dark room if the you know without turning the lights on it's a limitation because fear limits you your humanity has caused you to limit be limited would you confront a person in love and tell them the truth no be afraid of what they will think about you guess what that's a limitation all these limitations are ceilings over your life that block you and cause you to remain human when god's desire for you is to be divine so you've got to go through your everyday life and you got to see man i i got offended 10 years ago with the church and give example i didn't but i got offended by by somebody said something to me in church 10 years ago and i didn't go back to church and i don't want to do anything with church guess what everybody else has advanced 10 years and your ceiling is shut only because you chose to stay offended and offense became an idol that sat on the throne of your life and it limited you from experiencing the fullness that God has for your life can you imagine 10 years 2 years even 1 year in life is global 1 year staying away from life is global for 1 year you've already missed out a lot so he says of his fullness in verse 16 he says of his fullness we have all received all received grace for grace for the law was given through moses but grace and truth came through jesus christ grace and truth not just grace when you received jesus as your lord and savior when he rescued you he gave you his ability but he also gave you truth now i want you to go to uh, john chapter uh, 14 very quickly John chapter 14 and Jesus defines this uh, to us in uh, verse 16 and 17 he says this 
and I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper. Wow. That he may abide with you forever. Wow. Just think about that. He's not talking to people who are in heaven. He's talking to people who are on the earth. And when Jesus says, I'm going to give you another helper that will stay with you forever, it meant that the people were meant to stay forever. Why would he give you an immortal spirit? I'll just leave that with you. I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may come and abide with you forever. Then he defines what kind of a spirit it is. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot see because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him. For he dwells with you and will be in you. Come on now. He dwells with you and he lives in you. He dwells with you and he will be in you forever, 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 forever. <laughs> he dwells with you and will be in you. Why does the Spirit need to dwell with us and in us at the same time? He's not saying, well, when you all gather together, you know, then the Spirit of God will dwell. No, He's talking about you individually. The Spirit of truth dwells with you and in you forever. Ladies and gentlemen, the grace, grace and truth. So you have grace that comes upon you to be able to do things externally for people, for all nations, for the kingdom of God to advance. But the truth, the Spirit of truth is given for you. So the Spirit of truth is given for you to develop you on the inside to be Christ-like so that you can bear the image of Christ externally. So the grace comes for you to experience Christ, to manifest Christ externally. So everybody around you experiences God because of the grace of God over your life. Do you? So when you need to experience God on the inside, you need the spirit of truth. So the spirit of truth dwells in you, for you. He dwells with you for people around you. And so when we understand this, we will know what Jesus is trying to say to us. He's saying, hey, listen, I got to leave, but I'm going to send another helper. And all his responsibility is to help you. He's going to dwell with you and in you forever. With you because he's going to teach you the truth about grace. He's going to teach you the truth about truth itself. He's going to reveal all truth to you. He's going to take what is mine and, and declare it to you. He's going to do all these things. But at the same time, He has a work in you. See, the transcendent life is not an external life. For you to access the realms of heaven, you can't do it externally. You can't go up high up a mountain and, and, and access certain realms. All the realms are within you. Because Christ is seated in you. God dwells in you. Just think about that. Jesus says, if you love me, you will obey my commandments. And when you obey my commandments, my Father will love you and we will come and make our home in you. Are you God's home? So if you understand that all the blessings have been released to you, have been released to Christ, 
and you are seated in Christ in heavenly places, which means Jesus says, I am the gate, I am the door, I am the way. So if you're transformed into the image and likeness of Jesus, now you become the gate, you become the door, you become the way, you become the light, you become the salt. And so now that becomes the access point. You are the access point between heaven and earth. You become the access point between earth and heaven. You are the, 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 uh, the, the, the ladder between earth and heaven now because Christ dwells in you. He has transformed you into that ladder. And so because of that, angels now look for the ones who carries the throne of God. So the, the, you have different realms within you. You have the physical realm within, within you, which has five senses. And these five senses are five thrones within you. You have the, 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 the soul realm, which, is, which is, has three thr thrones on it. Maybe there's more, but I know three, which is your mind, your will, your emotions. Who sits on those thrones? Then you have the spirit realm, which is limitless, but God sits on that realm. So there's no issues there because God rescued you. It wasn't your work, it was the work of grace. And so He rescued you. So God sits on the throne of His Spirit. But the question is, who sits on the rest of the thrones? When Jesus resurrected from the dead, He demonstrated what the transcendent life looks like. When He, when he came back to the earth, when people had a thought about Him, He appeared. Let me, let, me, let, me just, let me just say it in a better way, actually. When people were in a room together and they were talking about Him, He appeared. The transcendent life is, there are no limitations for Jesus. You must understand that transcendent life means He has gone past the limitations of the physical realm. So walls, no limitations. Um, he stands on the beach and cooks and tells them to fish the right place. I mean, because he can tell the fish that are in the water, oh, I get into the net, no, please. I told them, I told them put on the other side. Yeah. And then just bring it here. I'll cook breakfast for you. You, you must understand what, what is happening right now. Jesus levitates and goes into a cloud right before his disciples. It wasn't like a higher power came and took him. He, he himself, the Bible says, Jesus went up before his disciples. I'm, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to present something to you. That what Christians have, church has often taught us is that do what Jesus did, Baba, please. Don't go outside this book. But they don't realize that what Jesus did was actually a starting point because he's the gate. It's the starting point of experiencing a limitless life. Experiencing what life is meant to be in a transcendent realm. It's for you to overcome. It's not just, oh, I just want to overcome sickness. No, 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 ladies and gentlemen. What would it look be like when you overcome the limitations of, of humanity? When you overcome the limitations of your body, where your body doesn't tell you what to do. You tell your body how to feel. You tell your body how, if you're hungry, just say, hey, listen, I'm going to feed you the living word and eat the word of God and be full. Ladies, ladies and gentlemen, I know friends who don't eat for days. They don't even drink water for days. They live a fasted lifestyle. But because, not because they don't like food, they just eat, they eat, angels are coming and feeding them. When you enter into the mystical realm, when you enter into, when you go past the physical barriers, where hunger doesn't, 
communicate to you anymore but you actually have a spiritual hunger that carries more value than a physical hunger god begins to feed you these kind of things and when he feeds you these kind of things you stay full for days so that you can actually accomplish more just think about elijah he ate one meal that the angels gave and he ran he was full for 40 days i'm just talking about transcending going beyond the limitations i'm not asking you to to not stop eating and you know all that kind of stuff but be led by the spirit we are transcendent beings we've we've come out of these physical things we've come out we we're, we're not of this world anymore we belong to the spirit of the living god we are we're born from above which means god feeds us he has decided what food you should eat it is his flesh and drink his blood and when you begin to live off that ladies and gentlemen i tell you for i would not i would not be hungry for hours when i have communion not even think about food because i'd be so full but often times the church has presented the bible or things that have happened in the bible as the cap the top but that has actually limited us from experiencing this dimension or actually having a desire for things that god wants to do even till today see jesus shocked the religious by doing things that was never done before spit into people's eyes you know making mud on uh, from the ground putting his finger in his mouth and putting it into people's ears i mean stuff like that you know that there was there was no no healing school or book that was written in order for this it was an offense and abomination but people he got healed why because he's outside of the time and space reality he transcended it while he was still living and so he did things that shocked people but got results that's your neighbor and say i've got i've got to get some results in my life So what I want to present to you ladies and gentlemen is what Jesus presented to us are possibilities where his word the spirit of truth biohacks our physical reality in order for us to experience the transcendent life Jesus his word the spirit of truth biohacks our consciousness our mind our emotions and our will so that our physical bodies can experience the transcendent life if jesus did certain things after resurrection it should be normal for us it is not an abnormal weird life to walk through walls don't try it unless the spirit of god leads you to <laughs> yeah jesus said you will do greater things than what he has done so allow jesus to define greater things because when jesus defines greater things for me i get shocked but at the same time it becomes normal for me because grace and truth and so there are many seats within us many thrones within us that god has created each consciousness each realm is a consciousness each dimension is a consciousness that has a realm has a throne within it so each realm has a consciousness your co- it's a consciousness you're aware of it each dimension as you grow into dimensions as you become aware of them through the spirit of truth you now begin to have thrones in these dimensions 
but all these dimensions externally all this stuff that's happening around you is actually mimicking what is on the inside of you there are realms and dimensions within you that need to be under your subjection you cannot do anything outside unless you first do it on the inside of you the realm the dimensions that are outside of us are so vast but the gate is within you and if you don't know how to bring yourself into subjection on the inside of you you will not be able to have authority on the outside of you let me let me show this to you in Jesus's life if you go to mark uh, chapter 6 mark chapter 6 and we see the that Jesus is sending his disciples out and it says this in verse 7 and he called the 12 to him and began to send them out two by two and here's listen to this he gave them power over unclean spirits okay so which means there were spirits unclean spirits that were in certain throats that went on certain seats in people's lives and he jesus gave them disciples power to go now into those those people's lives and dethrone those spirits okay now verse 12 so they went out and preached that people should repent come on now repent is changing the way you think so they it, they had the power to dethrone unclean spirits but the way they did it is by preaching the truth you have the grace but you need the truth it's the truth that sets you free internally and once you dethrone a spirit internally externally it leaves the control over your life we must understand that when the disciples went out they they and they cast out many demons and anointed with anointed with oil many who were sick and healed them so which means these unclean spirits were dwelling in people dwelling upon people uh, only because either these people believed a lie about themselves or they they had issues from they were passed down from generation to generation within the dna that caused these seats to be opened and vacant for spirits to come and fill now let me tell you something if you um, um believe that you are treated racially un- unfairly because of the color of your skin uh, it's a lie that you have believed and because of that now you've opened the door for a spirit to come and sit on that throne you've that lie now becomes the the very thing that you idolize and it becomes the thing that sits on the seat of that of your life and it will begin to direct how you see yourself and how you see other people so people who are racially attacked begin to racially attack other people because it, they've idolized that spirit and that spirit uh, or that ideology has, is sitting on the throne of their heart on the throne of their mind and so when it sits on the throne of the mind it begins to direct the traffic it directs the energy where it needs to go so they end up spending all the energy fighting and putting facebook posts and ha telling you all oh, fighting against this and fighting against that and creating this whole drama when actually they've just believed a lie they've just believed a lie sure people treat everybody unfairly yeah that's okay i mean that's that's life in general but me who oh, me see the, those those things those seats 
get you to focus on you what is negative in you and it makes you the target it makes you the victim and so now you walk around like a victim like oh poor me and you attract more of that attention to you and now you feel even worse and you start judging the people who spoke to you badly but those people have no clue you walked away and only because now as you created this seat in your mind it allowed this ideology to rule your life until a disciple from life church global has to come and preach the gospel to you the disciple was empowered in this church the, the disciple was given power over unclean spirits and unclean ideologies and they came to you and they preached the gospel they sent you a message and said dude what's this service it will set you free and so now they watched the service and they're like hello i've been living as a prisoner for all my life let me be free and now they're free from that ideology and that throne now that seat is vacant who's going to fill that seat who's going to fill that seat touch your neighbor and ask them who's going to fill that seat ladies and gentlemen i want to present to you that every seat that is submitted to christ you you begin to transcend the limitations that that previous ideology or that form or that being had put on you every time you submit to christ every time you submit to jesus every time you allow the spirit of truth to set you free now you that seat becomes open so that christ can come and take that seat that's why he is seated in heavenly places in the realms on the inside of you so that now you can have access to everything that jesus has in the heavenly realms around you see that he is the gate but you become the gate the gate exists within you and the spirit of truth now begins to open he sheds light upon you and in john chapter um 14 and john chapter 16 jesus says hey listen the spirit of truth is your guide he guides you into all truth have you ever been with a guide a tour guide and you thought you knew the place more than the tour guide you knew better than the tour guide oh my goodness that's how some christians are today they think they know the realm of the spirit better than the spirit of god himself and they got to tell god what god needs to do hold on a minute ladies and gentlemen stop the clock drop the mic i've got news for you the spirit of the living god is your tour guide the best thing you and i can do is just keep quiet and follow just follow the spirit allow the spirit of the living god to define what race is to you in fact he's put you on an endurance race not a color race on an endurance race he says run the race that i've set before you don't waste your time looking at everybody around you just run your race man run as if you are going to win when the guide is leading you he just doesn't take you on a on a guide like oh look you know this is this is the 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 book room in heaven this is where you get spare parts <laughs> you, you need leg hands over here this is where the surgeon sit this is where the angels are no he doesn't do that he takes you over to a of your own home he takes you to the place where you are from and he begins to set you every time he defines these realms to you you lose attachments 
of everything of the past. People have tried to give up habits. Oh, I was trying to. I don't understand. Don't understand. Don't understand. The more you think about sin, the more you'll sin. But if you only allow the spirit of the living God to reveal the righteousness of God to you, and you think about the righteousness of God, and you say, "I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus," you won't sin because you'll only practice righteousness. And so the Holy Spirit will take you. The Spirit of Truth will truthfully reveal everything about God to you. He won't lie to you because He's the Spirit of Truth. And every time he reveals a side of God to you, that becomes the truth. It becomes the seat within you, and now you are either in a position to choose whether you sit on that seat, an ideology sits on that seat, a demon sits on that seat, or Christ sits on that seat. And every time you have Christ that sits on the seat, ladies and gentlemen, it opens the door permanently for you to access the realms. You don't have to fast and pray anymore. Hello. You don't have to like, oh, I'm going to give in order to get blessed in the kingdom. No, no, no. <laughs> You've gone past those physical sowing, reaping dimension. But there's a there's a secret to accessing this transcendent life. There's a there's a key, ladies and gentlemen. There's a choice that we make to experience this tran- transcendent life. to experience a life where Christ sits on the throne of your mind see Paul says in Romans chapter 12 and verse 2 he says do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind renewing of the mind is not changing the way you think about yourself but changing the way you think about God that's how you renew your mind you renew your mind which means you dethrone an ideology and enthrone Christology And so we see now that God has called us is when you when you look 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 John the the beloved and Ezekiel had the same vision right Ezekiel saw the throne room saw the elders and he saw uh, the living creatures John saw the same thing but there's a difference between John and Ezekiel what was the difference Christ Ezekiel wasn't called up into heaven John was He looked up and he saw a door and he heard a voice and the voice says come up here Oh come on You must understand that that when after Christ resurrected from the dead when he dwells on the inside of you and the truth the spirit of truth lives on the inside of you he will open the door because he is the door And when he opens the door that door is not just like oh well you know pastor had a dream and they had a dream the door open what did you do He will call you into that dimension the spirit will lead you into that dimension he will lead you into those realms he will take you into heaven and show you everything that you have access to but once the door is open ladies and gentlemen no man can shut you know you remember the verse the in the bible what doors god can open no man can Why no man can shut it because no man has access to these realms. No man has access to these doors in these dimensions and in these realms. If physically man can close the door. They can they can cause you to lose your job. They can cause you to close your business. They can do all that stuff. Ah, close the church and create pandemics. Do all that kind of stuff. Man can do that. 
But once you have transcended this physical limit limitations and you've entered into the transcendent life, no man has access to these realms. Why? Because they don't know the spirit of truth that dwells on the inside of you. Jesus says, you know him for he dwells with you and he's in you. And he gives you access to these realms and the door is open. And now you have access to heaven and all the provision and all the blessings that you need because the door is open. Touch your neighbor and say, the door is open. There's a, there's a secret, ladies and gentlemen, that I want to give you right now. And one of the ways that you can enthrone Christ, Jesus gives us this secret in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 5. And I'll read it out to you. He says this, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Which means the earth is, a, is an inheritance. It's like land that is given to you. But the whole earth is your inheritance. Just think about it. It means that you are greater than the earth if the earth is just an inheritance. You are not from the earth. You are so from the realms that God says, okay, here, I've got a gift for you. I want to give you a planet. Just, just think about how great your God is. He gives you planet. Sons, here, take son. This is your planet. Take sun, it's your planet. But says, this is accessible only because of a virtue called meekness. Meekness, meek is not a, a millennial term. Jesus spoke about meekness over 2000 years ago. He says, blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth. So for us to experience this transcendent life you've got to work on you the, the Holy Spirit after today will start working on meekness and meekness is really submission without question it's submission without question and now when I talk about submission and meekness and people are like okay here we go Control has entered the church. I'm not talking about meekness to me. I think you need to be, you need to have meekness with God. Meekness means submission to the will of God without questioning His intention for you. Let's think about it. Let's have just allow that, that to sink into your heart right now. When God leads you to do something, does something question that? When God says to give some money away, give your TV away, give your car away, what is the first thought that comes into your mind? Because that first thought is sitting on the throne of that object in your life. Look, you know, as 
children of God, if we're limited by money, then money becomes an idol that takes the place of Christ in our lives. If your car is your idol, your business is an idol, your certificates is an idol, your business is an idol, whatever, your children are an idol, your parents are an idol, your idols are your idols. They take the place of Christ in your life. And God will wait until you dethrone it and enthrone Him. And once you enthrone Him in that area, now the provision, the endless, limitless supply of heaven begins to flow through that area. Think about it in finances. You know, we get most prayer requests about finances. Finances and health. What if you were led by the Spirit with your finances, especially with your giving and even your receiving? Because people struggle to receive as well. What if you were led by the Spirit and the Spirit of God says, uh, John, I, give you, I want you to give your car away. In fact, give both the cars away. Ah, uh, okay. That ah, uh, okay is questioning God's intention for your life. It's not meekness. It's pride. See, the, 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 what, I, what I want to say to you right now is people who are like shuddered don't have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. But if you have a relationship with the Holy Spirit and the Holy, and you are hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is leading you, He say, like, give your house away and it's not a problem. I've given two cars away and I've got two cars. I've got three cars. Hello, hold on a minute. Three cars. Given to me. And not like small, like, you know, good brands. I, I just want to let you know that, that I stopped thinking of buying cars. The reason why is because Christ sits on the car seat in my heart. He sits on that seat, which means every time I look at a car and I'm like, man, that's a nice car. It's a signal that has gone from me and my heart through Christ into the dimensions for provision. There's an endless supply now. Christ knows when I need a new car. Christ knows what car I need and He will supply it when I need it. So you think about it with finances. When we, when the Spirit of the living God leads us to give finances away, now money doesn't sit on the throne of your heart. You dethrone money and you make it your slave. Money should work for you. You don't work for money. It's a really good word. I, this part, I think you need to take some notes down. Money should work for you. Now, when you give away what God is saying to give away, now God sits on the throne and money, money's natural intention is to multiply. When God sits on the throne, the natural intention from God is to be fruitful, multiply, replenish. And so whatever you submit to God, whatever throne you submit to God, begins to experience being fruitful, multiplying and being re and replenishing the earth. Because the earth has been rewarded to you. It's been given to you as an inheritance 
but the grace of God comes from the dimensions into your life and begins to transform everything that you touch from that throne. See, we look at it in Abraham's life. Abraham's like, wow, God, give me one son, Lord. Give me one, one child. God, you promised you give me one son. Give me one son. Sang this song for many years. And so finally, God gives him the son. He gives him a son, Isaac. And he loves Isaac. That's what the Bible says. But God comes to him in the book of Genesis and says, Abraham, why don't you take the son that you love so much? You see? What happened? Abraham has a desire for a son and he's talking to God and there's no seat there now. There's no throne there. There's nobody sitting on that throne until Isaac comes into the picture and Isaac becomes the golden boy. Like, oh my God, my only son. Oh, I love my son. <laughs> and he did everything for his son. Pays for 10 years of education for his son. Once he wants his son to become a doctor, lawyer, engineer. Wow, come on, Abraham. Really awesome plans for the son. Guess what? The son is sitting on that seat. Son has become an idol that has taken the place of Christ. So what does God do? He sends Abraham. He says, okay, take your son that you love so much and go up and give a sacrifice. And so now Abraham goes and he, and he tells his son, okay, this is what we're going to do. And he puts him on the altar. What does that signify? It says he dethrones him from his heart and he's willing to give him away, sacrifice him because the Lord wants it. That's when he dethrones his son and enthrones God. And when he enthrones God, he gets his son back. You see, no one else can take that place. No one else can take the place of God in your life. Nothing else should take the place of God in your life. See, Christ needs to be enthroned. When he is enthroned, you begin to have access to the realms around you. I just want to submit this to you. That God put on human flesh so that humanity can put on divinity. The Bible says you, are, you need to be clothed with righteousness. He, the Bible says put on Christ. Put on Christ. Which means if you have Christ that sits on the throne, he, he allows himself to be like a, like a garment over you. He, the Bible says, put on garments of praise. Have you ever imagined what that looks like? Having a garment of praise. Your garments are praising God all the time. This is our spiritual reality. See, we... We've lived a limited life thinking we're experiencing the blessed life. And what we've had, ladies and gentlemen, so far has been just trickles of God's favor and God's blessing over our life only because we've not dethroned these ideologies and these concepts and these, these, these spirits, unclean spirits that have created cultures and traditions and, and society, social norms in our life. We've got to dethrone them this week. We've got to, you've got to watch your thoughts this week. You've got to watch your mind this week. You've got to allow yourself to, to just, just sit down, start practicing this. Just sit down in silence and just 
look at the thoughts in your mind just look at what goes through your mind and i want you to write them down just faithfully just oh wow i had oh i need to buy milk okay buy milk oh i need to do this oh i need to do that i need to iron clothes and you will see how many thoughts are god's thoughts and how many thoughts are limiting thoughts anything that is of the flesh will limit you anything that is of the spirit will set you free it sets you free from the limitations of the flesh so that you can experience the transcendent life that god wants you to live i want to pray for you right now so if you are in your life groups i want you to stand up uh just stand up right now put your hand on your neighbor and we're just going to release an impartation over you right now father i thank you for every person that is watching this service that's heard this word father i pray that you are the spirit of truth and so right now lord i just release your holy spirit into each and every person that is watching or listening to us today lord you said that when the spirit of truth will come he will take what is mine and declare it to you so today father i i ask for people to begin to experience grace in this area they would experience grace to hear what the holy spirit is saying father your word says that those who are led by the spirit these are the sons of god and so father before we can actually do the awesome things that that you called us to do you want us to be awesome on the inside you want us to experience the fullness of the spirit in our mind in our will in our emotions the five senses of the body god you want us to experience your spirit on the inside of us so god i ask you for grace to experience your spirit i ask you today father that you would release a grace upon the church and you would remove ignorance from every single person and give them the ability to understand god understand what the spirit is saying learn to interpret what the spirit is saying learn to hear the truth and be set free from every lie that they have believed god every ideology that limits them god everything that limits them every every relationship that limits them lord i ask you to set people free today god set them free from from the finances that are limiting them debt that is limiting them god sickness that is limiting them lord we just set them free lord because your spirit has come truth has come to set us free and so today god we engage with the realm of heaven we dethrone every ideology we dethrone every unclean spirit we dethrone every thought that is not from you and we welcome christ to sit on every seat in our lives every throne that is in our that is in our lives god may jesus be exalted lord we humble ourselves with to you today god before you we humble ourselves god we submit ourselves without questioning your intention for us we humble ourselves before you god and we ask you to teach us what meekness is give us experiences of meekness allow us to experience weakness and also experience the reward that comes from being meek god and so father i pray for each and every person that we will all experience these dimensions and these realms father and i thank you god that 
that we're not going to experience just the drippings of heaven, but we're going to experience the flood of heaven over our lives. We're going to experience the, the flood of heaven. Let it flood right now. Let your presence flood in those rooms right now. Let your presence fall in a greater measure, God. Let us experience internally that river that begins to burst forth, God. Every limitation that is holding the river of God back right now, I break it open in Jesus' name and I set people free to experience just their thirst, their spiritual thirst to be quenched, God. And I thank you, Father, that this week, angels will begin to visit people, Lord. They will begin to interact with angels. They will begin to interact with heavenly beings. They will begin to interact with these dimensions, God. And they will not have a desire for the flesh, but they will have a desire for Christ. Christ be magnified in our lives. Christ be glorified in our lives. Father, we glorify you. We honor you. And we thank you for this privilege of us gathering together, God. You are doing a new thing with Life Church Global. And we receive it. And we bless every single person that is here, Lord. We bless every single person that is watching in the mighty name of Jesus. Now God's people said, Amen. Amen. Bless you, church. We will see you next week. Amen.